Hey, this is Dave. This is Tim. And this is Dave and Tim. No, okay. and Dave. I got Tim and Dave. I, yeah. Yeah, okay. This, well, we should testing. actually add that into the show. Hello, everyone. Hey, guys. This is Tim. And this is Dave. This is Tim and Dave. Because, baby, I'm an anarchist. You're a spineless liberal. We march together for the eight-hour days in the streets of Seattle. David. That's the new song I'm listening to right now. I'm really into it. It wasn't a very good song. It wasn't. I don't think... They didn't have the prosody down. Well... Like, you could tell they were, like, struggling. Let me love what I love. No, they were struggling to, like, get their lyrics in tune with the beat. The whole premise behind that song was Uh not to be melodic. It was just to be ridiculous. All right. I mean, you can... Just like you, Tim. If it's a song... Ridiculous, spineless... I've I've always had more extreme ideologies than you. You have been even but, still, and and but in different. Your 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 politics now are still. They've changed, but they're still more conventional than mine are. Yeah, I mean they they could work because I, I I'm good with. No, I'm practical. Okay, okay, okay. Anyway, wasn't a good song. It was a great song. Eh. Um, so I, I'm kind You're of the that. spineless liberal. These I'm not days. the spineless liberal. Okay. Um, I I stand up for certain things that I think are non-conventional. Give it based mm. on the liberal ideologies. All right. Uh, but speaking about uh, liberal and conservative, I was actually yeah. been re- watching a lot of the John Adams HBO series. Mm, okay, and I've just been really into it. Like, like uh, full episodes? No, just clips and things. I think I'm going to uh-huh. delve myself into it. I really want to watch Mad Men again, which, by the way, is a great show, and I think mm. everyone should watch it. It is really indicative of. I think I'm not going to watch it anytime soon, but I will one day. You should watch it because I told you. To. I will one day. Tim, what am I? Oh, we've gone through we, this yeah. a million times. <laughs> I'm usually <laughs> right about times. good series. Now okay. that being said. Um, what do you call it? John Adams and Jefferson were really close to mm-hmm. one another, but then later in their lives, they became more distant mm-hmm. because their politics were counter to one another. Yeah. And that's how politics Jefferson are. was more populist. Yes. But you know what's funny? Jefferson was really wrong about the banks and the industry and building an army because if it wasn't for Alexander Hamilton's pining and, and advocating through John Adams and George Washington for those things, yeah. we probably uh-huh. wouldn't have won the War of 1812. Yeah, well, so it's, Jefferson was a romantic. He was a yeoman. You know, yeomans believed that self-sufficiency he was, was an ideological romantic and and i get he was a brilliant man though one of mm-hmm. the most well-read in the, the colonies to be on or possibly even the world they say because he read um the, his library collection was huge um regardless though at towards the later end of adams and jefferson's life they w- weren't speaking to one another and then when adams lost his wife he uh-huh. re- he reached out to jefferson through letter mm. saying like you know more or less, I'm life's too short. I'm going. We're both going to die soon. I'd rather mm. us not be angry at one another. Mm-hmm. And Jefferson, being the man he is, said, "I agree." You know, good old, and good they, old I think they called them the Adams and Jefferson letters or something of that. Really uh, creative. Well, yeah, <laughs> but it's it's kind of interesting because you, you you get like a more personal humanist view of two people who are really close to one another uh-huh. as friends and seeing them. You know, throughout the struggles of the revolution and, and their presidency, come together in the end as as companions of just just two two people that say we grew old together. This is our we, we separated our, uh-huh. our lives, and it's uh you know it's 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 kind of it's kind of endearing in a way. I feel like sometimes Tim, you and I are like founding fathers. Mm. Founding fathers of the greatest podcast ever. Yeah. No, the no, one no. clip of the John Adams show I remember is when he's with Ben Franklin and they go to france to try to get support and they talk to the king oh yeah and, yeah, and yeah, adams yeah. is embarrassed because he doesn't know french 
Yep. And, and the king is like, you don't speak French? <laughs> and he's like, ha, okay. <laughs> and um, so what do you call it? What I'm trying to say is that, you know, I just think it's interesting with our friendship because I've known you the second longest person I've known in my entire life as far as having a friend around. Mm. And um, I always kind of thought that one day or another, if we ever got into a tit for tat, mm. that I would be the one reaching out to mm. you, giving you a letter mm. and uh, us talking about stuff. And maybe it would be the Timmy David mm. letters. Wow. That'd be cool. It'd be the Tim cool. and Dave show letters. Wow. Anyways, that was just something I was uh, looking into. But uh, I came into uh, Tim's studio uh-huh. this uh, this uh, mm. for the podcast. The and studio, His yeah. first is this magnificent studio. Mm. And his first response was, oh, my God, I'm <laughs> just so tired. Are you tired? <laughs> oh, bro. He had a cane and everything, yeah, like, you true. know, kicking his poodle. Huh. Um, it's daylight savings time, everybody. Yeah. And uh, Tim is not... Uh, no, I'm not adjusting been, very well to I've it. Been tired all day, you know. I'm kind of sore. I'm tired. No energy. <laughs> I don't know what to blame. Nothing the, uh... warrants this at all. It <laughs> hasn't been working out. No, you didn't have a date last night. It's the it's the it's the hour. I know that the the stars are not right. Well, when you texted me this morning, you said are we the doing the podcast. The heavens are incorrect. You 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 texted me and said are we uh-huh. doing the podcast today? And I said yeah, I'm trying to adjust to this one hour. Thing. Well, you're freaking adjusted now, Mister Mister Adjusted. I'm a well-adjusted male. Yes, <laughs> Just, you're right, Tim. I'm 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 well-adjusted in my life. Now I, I hate daylight savings, and mm-hmm. I. But you know what? It's, it makes sense. And honestly, I prefer waking up when it's a little dark out. I don't like waking up when it's light out. Eh, I like waking up when it's. Uh, I don't know. Here's I don't the care. thing. During the during when I work when, mm. I, when I'm, during the work season, I prefer waking up when it's not light out. Why? Okay. Because I feel like I'm more productive. Like, I, mm. oh, I'm up so early. Everyone's still sleeping, and I'm working when the nights and when it's dark out. And honestly, I, I can see what you mean. I feel calmer at night. I feel mm. a lot calmer. We'll I'm a night owl. Mean. I've always been a night owl, and yeah. I've always liked the dark. You know, the it's just to me, it makes me feel I've a lot always more, liked the dark. I love the dark. No, mm-hmm. I, I just feel much more. Shut up. I, I feel much more um, relaxed, and I feel uh-huh. less anxious about about just doing what I need to do. That's, I've always been a night owl. It's a sign of intelligence, mind you. Is it? It's funny. Um, ego is the anesthesia for uh, ignorance. Hmm. I don't think that makes any sense at all. Actually. I no, think you just said a couple words right there. No, I just I saw I saw an interesting um, quote that was that. this weekend. And it was anest- uh, ego uh-huh. is the anesthesia for is it was either ignorance or stupidity. Huh. So I think it's interesting. I think What's it's interesting. it mean? It means what does it mean? It yes. means <laughs> Good question, right? <laughs> no, it's not a good question. I think it's self-explanatory. <laughs> it doesn't mean anything. One who is oh, self-assured of, of himself uh-huh. to a high degree is, the... is trying to cover up their own ignorance. That's what the that's the I argument. Guess. That's the argument. I, I mean, guess. don't get me wrong. I I'm an efficacious type of guy. You know Effic- what I mean. Oh. But the thing is, too, I do admit though when I don't know something, uh-huh. and I really don't. Okay. And I, and I think because I was also watching a, a YouTube channel hmm. that was uh um uh talking about like signs of intelligence, and then there's also uh, the School of Life, I think it was, uh, by Elaine de Baton. He's like that uh, popular philosopher. He's yeah, on YouTube yeah, channel yeah. now. I love watching his stuff. His stuff is is really good. Mm. Um, if only I could be like him in that way. Like he's just a very successful man, you know. And mm-hmm. I think that's really cool that he can make it be a, uh, a working philosopher, which yeah, I would love to really be. I would love like dream job helping people and being a working philosopher. Mm. That or owning my own company or owning my own production studio and making movies. I don't know. Like, I got a lot of ideas. Mm-hmm. But anyway, speaking of big things, uh, that annoys. <laughs> yeah, speaking I, of big I things. I ate a bad burrito uh, on Friday, out. and um, I was sick all weekend. Yeah. I am never going back to Chipotle ever again. I've, I don't know if I've ever eaten at Chipotle. Every time I go to the Chipotle in Westchester, um, 
Yeah, I don't care if I say it. Yeah, they, well, you don't, it's, I, I, you're I, just I, stating a I, fact. I, I went there and I wasn't happy and it just, it just was not good. Not good at wow, all. Boy, so yeah. I'm not going to go there. Anymore. Where is it? I don't know exactly. Oh, well, it's in Westchester. It's in okay, Westchester. Okay. So, um, you know, it's funny. I pass by that location and I'm not saying it's for them, but it usually smells like marijuana. Hmm. Not that that's a bad thing, but no. I prefer someone not to be high while making my burrito because things like this can happen. Yeah. Like I get sick. So I've been literally eating ginger Drinking ginger tea, drinking ginger ale. Ginger ale. I love ginger. I ale. love ginger ale. Oh my god! Oh, so good. Eating like six, seven tums a day, wow. just so my yeah, stomach yikes. would just stop feeling garbagey. So that was my weekend, ladies and gentlemen. Wow. Sounds but too bad. It's funny because Tim and I usually talk to each other during uh-huh. the week to see what's going on and with the news. It was just Thursday, wasn't it? And it and was we Thursday. Saying, and I oh said, boy, oh my god, another week, happening. nothing's happening. Because last week, ladies yeah. and gentlemen, if you remember, nothing was going on in the news that no, was really it was, boring. Of, it was terrible. And, and so I, was this week. And so, and then out of a sudden, literally, I called Tim Thursday night saying, "Looks like it's going to be another slow news week." Mm-hmm. And uh, that night, the news blew up like they heard us man. they were all like tim and dave has nothing to talk about we the whole it. world is we gonna go to disintegrate we must must make sure the headlines are out there mm-hmm. so some big things are going on in the world today and uh i think one of the biggest ones here is is, is korea yeah uh, trump uh so the story goes is this during the winter olympics mm-hmm. uh kim jong-un had a uh delegation of Cor- south uh, north koreans going to south korea as cheerleaders uh sports contenders and some political um figures as well to mm-hmm. discuss you know just have discussions which are, are unprecedented because that, the discussions have broken down since 2012 mm-hmm. um Afterwards, another delegation from South Korea went to see Kim Jong-un and his delegates Mm -hmm. in North Korea. And then straight from North Korea, they flew all the way to Washington, D.C. within 24 hours Mm. with a letter written for Donald Trump. Mm -hmm. And the letter stated that there were three stipulations that they would do to make sure that Donald Trump would have a conversation with Kim Jong-un. And one of them was denuclearization. Uh, They would take away all nukes and all these things. They said they want to have a demilitarized or denuclearized Korean Peninsula. And weirdly, not weirdly, I guess anything's nothing's weird anymore in this administration. Trump was like, I'm absolutely okay with doing this. Yeah, exactly. And that's because Trump isn't crazy. Now, here's the thing. Well, the foreign. (laughs) No, he's not crazy compared to, you know, the foreign policy elite. The, the, the establishment, as it were. They don't want this to happen. Believe me, they do not want this to happen. Do you remember the Republican outrage when Obama, as a candidate, yeah, was, was talking, talking about, about meeting Iran. people? Yeah. We can't meet with them, blah, blah, blah. It's the same thing. Now, Trump... Doesn't care. He doesn't care. <laughs> he, he's, not, he's not dialed into the establishment ideology, right. which is what made him so dangerous as a candidate. Since he's been president, his advisors have been able to sort of put a lid on it. But when something like this pops up, and it seems to a person who isn't inculcated in the foreign inculcated? establishment ideology. Inculcated? Inculcated. Inculcated? Inculcated. Inculcated. Yes. What does that mean? Like, um, what's the word? What's the word? Inculcated. Now the only <laughs> word I can think of to describe it is inculcated. So you keep talking. Indoctrinated. Okay. Like indoctrinated into the establishment gotcha. American foreign policy okay. ideology. Someone, See, but I don't know something, I admit it. Okay. Someone who is... <laughs> My God. Now, now I've totally lost my train of thought. See, All because... ego is the anesthesia of ignorance. <laughs> All because you didn't know what the freaking word inculcated means. I'm a, I can understand it in context, but I kind of like knowing the whole word in its own self. The point is, yes. Trump's advisors don't want this to happen. I've been reading that. And yes. you can tell because last night, I believe, uh, Sarah Sanders, whatever, Huckabee, 
gave a press conference and sort of put cold water on the idea like, oh, maybe there's a lot of things that have to happen. There's a lot of preconditions. We'll see, blah, blah, blah. Whereas when Trump was talking about it, he was like, yeah, okay, let's go. Let's do it right now. Why not? Which makes <laughs> sense. <laughs> Which is normally how we... <laughs> yeah. Let's just do it. Let's just do it right now. So Yeah, no, it's, it's huge. It's huge. And, I, I, you know, the summer comparing this to when Nixon... Um, wow. God, I love Slim Jims. Anyways, so um, some people are comparing this to when Nixon, uh, during the early se- uh, late 60s, early 70s, started mm-hmm. negotiating talks with Mao, and then eventually opening up trade with China, which arguably put the, you know, kind of set the stage for the fall of the Soviet Empire, in my personal mm-hmm. opinion, because you split the two biggest communist powers together. Uh, from one another. From one another, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, it's possible. I mean, like, I have mixed feelings as to whether or not I want this to... Happen? Happen. Um, why? I don't know. Like, I, I feel like... From, well, I mean, I've, been doing, why... I've been doing this research. Okay. I've been researching this topic since 2003, okay? And, you know, I've been on this for a very long time because it's been a very interesting area of 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 research for me uh and anytime they the north koreans have ever said they're going to do something they always have reneged and gone like the opposite when direction. okay give me some examples well, well we'll stop making a nuclear program we'll stop making nuclear tests we'll stop doing this we'll stop doing that and then could you please give us some more rice to feed our people but we're not going to feed our people we're actually feeding our army you know stuff like that their human rights violations are through the roof i just i just feel like you know Anytime they've ever asked, said they were going to stop doing something, they didn't, but they still got the resources. Okay, well, here's the thing. North Korea, and here's why I think his advisors don't want this to happen, because North Korea is going to be easy to placate. They just want... Okay, here's what they... (laughs) What are you doing with that foot? I'm just trying to relax. Here's what they really want. They want an end to the joint military exercises of America and North Korea near the border. They want an end to the joint military exercise. But, but that's but it's interesting. The letter that they sent said they fought, they're fine. They understood the importance of having those joint military. Well, exercises. not necessarily. I believe what the letter said is they understand that the one scheduled for April will still happen. So they're not okay. saying that okay. needs to end. They're saying this. It's not a precondition that this not happen for us to meet. So I think what they're saying is that you can't use that as an excuse on our end. We're saying even if you want to still do that, we still want to meet. But I bet when they get to the negotiating table, the main thing is going to be that they want to stop those joint exercises. I don't think it's going to happen. And they'll probably also want a scale down of American presence in South Korea, which would be a good thing. But it wouldn't be a good thing for the people who get millions of dollars in defense contracts. Wouldn't be a good thing for the intelligence operatives who have prestigious careers because they're in charge of the Korea stuff. Wouldn't be a good thing for the military brass who get promotions because you need someone important to do North Korea stuff. Yeah. So that's why they don't want it to happen. Well, we'll see. I mean, like, again, I hope it does happen and it's productive, but I don't, I don't really have high hopes that it will, just based off of what has been going on throughout the history of this. Of this. I have high hopes if it goes through. Of course. I, I would hope so. As in if the meeting goes through. But I don't think it will because I think Trump's advisors are right, gonna right. put a kebab, put the kibosh to it, as mm. they say. Mm, kebabs. I want mm. some kebabs right now. Yeah, I'm trying to open a certain food item and I can't do it, so I, I feel your pain. Give me that slim jim. All right. All right. So Putin, Putin. When it comes to handling long, slender sticks of meat, 
you just give it to David and he knows what to do. Totally. He's all over it. Well, at least, let, I, let, least let me, I'm getting some, uh, Tim, at least I'm getting some loving. <laughs> all right, I'm just saying. And we're going to start we're going to start bashing me for no reason for for for, for liableless ways. Then I might as well just put the put the fact checking in. That fake news you got going all on right, there. All right, let's uh, let's see your mastery at work. Putin. Putin. Oh, so anyway, also something very interesting last night. <laughs> <laughs> There was an interview dropped, an NBC interview, where Megyn Kelly interviewed Vladimir Putin. And it was an utterly ridiculous spectacle. So imagine, like, the most ridiculous Cold War propaganda interview you could think of. That's what's going on here. (laughs) David is now using his mouth on the long, slender stick of meat, and he still can't get it to um, release its juices into his mouth. Which, believe me... I want as much as he does. Just keep talking about the interview. If you okay. So there was an interview with Putin and Megyn Kelly, and it was just to- <laughs> and it was just totally ridiculous. Okay. So here's the most ridiculous thing. So Megyn Kelly is talking about the Mueller indictments, and she's actually claiming that the um, Internet Research Agency, which, like I explained last week, is just a commercial operation, and if you think it's some concentrated intelligence effort, you're a total idiot. Anyway, since Megyn Kelly is a total idiot, she refers to it as cyber warfare, and she asks Putin, why aren't you arresting these people? And Putin says, um, they haven't been charged with a crime in Russia, they haven't broken Russian laws, and you haven't sent us... Open your mouth, bite it, bite it, don't bite all the way. No, no, you bit the tip off. That's going to be more hard to get out. Put it in your mouth. Okay. All right, be gentle with it. I don't even know how to how to describe what's going on right now. Try to open a Slim Jim, damn it. Yeah, David's putting it in my mouth. He's trying to tug on it, hoping that that releases it. It's not working very well. Putin interview. Putin interview. Okay, so like I was saying, she's asking Putin, why aren't you charging these 13 people? And he's saying, listen, we're a nation of laws, and they need to have broken a law, or you need to send us... Okay, I'm putting it in my mouth. Okay. What was she talking about again? <laughs> oh, you, you got a Slim Jim in your mouth. This is some real professional yeah. entertainment, ladies and gentlemen. Tim, just, this is, uh, just trying to help a man get a Slim Jim up. Okay. Listen here, listeners. <laughs> the level of ridiculousness that you've just put up with, that's the level of ridiculousness of the Megyn Kelly interview. <laughs> okay, very as good. As inept and stupid as we <laughs> appeared just then... Megyn Kelly appeared 10 times more stupid in this Putin interview. And Putin in this interview was very much like this mangled Slim Jim. Like me and David here, Megyn Kelly was gnawing at him and lashing out and wiggling all about and attempting attempting to get him to reveal something incriminating or say something that makes him look bad. What did Putin say back? He just kept up his stony face, and he wasn't giving it up. He was like, what are you talking about? There's no evidence. And he's right, because as we've discussed in this show, there's no evidence to any of these ridiculous rushing right. claims. Right. But like I was saying, the most ridiculous part of the interview was when Megyn Kelly was pressuring him to say that he is going to charge or extradite the 13 people indicted, or do something to keep the 
internet research agency from posting things on the internet, which is, I think, a legal thing to do, posting things on the internet. Right, right, right. And he's like, we're a nation of laws. And Russian individuals can post things on the internet if they want, as long as it's not illegal. Russian individuals can make a business out of that if they want, if it's not illegal. And Megyn Kelly's like, but come on, you're Vladimir Putin. You could stop it if you really wanted to. Like, she's insinuating, <laughs> since you're an autocrat, you can circumvent the law. Why aren't you doing this? Why aren't you circumventing the law, Vladimir Putin, the autocrat? And Putin, in his continence, was very much realizing how dumb she was. <laughs> I had hoped to explicate the interview better than that, but that's the best you're going to get out of us today. You want that Slim Jim, really? Because <laughs> I want this freaking Slim Jim. <laughs> so it's Watch the interview. It's all on YouTube. Uh, it's interesting. <laughs> Tim legit just goes straight for that Slim Jim. Oh, yeah. Um, anyways, Slim Jims are addicting, though. Let's be honest here. I like, had one in a long time. God. Well, it looks like it. Uh, uh, anyways, um, what do you call it? So there's also something interesting going on. In, you're totally just an, you're an idiot. I'll, I'll, I'll figure it out. Get a knife. Okay. Um, anyways, there was also a uh, big news story that came out this week, too, about uh, ex-spies uh, for uh, the West um, who were spying against Russia, there was a spy and his daughter just got uh, put into the hospital because nerve gas they were exposed to uh, had caused them to nearly die. And then a police officer, he took it out of the entire wrapper. So now your finger's going to be all up on that meat oh, and then yeah. on the microphone. You better believe it. Disgusting pig. Hey, listen, I can do it with one hand. <laughs> I bet you can, buddy. <laughs> Um, no, so then the police officer that responded to the incident also uh, became sick from the nerve gas as well. Uh, nerve gas? It was nerve gas, yeah. Hmm. Or nerve powder. I don't even, I don't know. Something that was nasty you shouldn't be anywhere near. Uh, and the British government, uh, this happened in England, uh, are very annoyed, obviously, because it happened on their soil. Uh, but it's interesting because there was, a, the Russians denied it uh, thoroughly. And, um, Eventually, it's becoming closer to say that, yeah, this is probably done by Russian uh, foreign intelligence or some sort of orchestration of them. And then um, um, the TV commentator uh, in Russia made some very interesting comments about this. this is like the state media. Mm -hmm. And it was regarding the uh, warning people uh, for being traitors. And if I quote his quote, uh, what was quoted in the BBC, it says, uh, the, the reporter says, I don't wish death on anyone, but for purely educational purposes, I have a warning for anyone who dreams of such a career. The profession of a traitor is one of the most dangerous in the world. Um, alcoholism, drug addiction, stress, and depression resulting in heart attacks and even suicide were the professional illnesses of a traitor. He goes on to say that um, he has advice that traitors or those who simply hate their country in their free time don't choose uh, Britain as a place to live. Sometimes it's wrong. something is wrong there, he states. Maybe it's the climate. But in recent years, there have been too many strange incidents with grave outcomes there. So essentially, he's... You know what, David? I think it's just disgusting that the Russian government doesn't want people spying on them. <laughs> How dare they? Those autocrats. Um, so I thought that was an interesting, um, what do you call it, uh, uh, comment given by the Russian media. Do you think you'd be a good spy, David? Uh, probably not. I don't think so. You'd give it up. No, you always give it up. I don't... What the hell does you'd that even mean? <laughs> You always give it up, David. You give it up all over you, town. You, you man. 
you're a terrible friend. I hate you. You're a terrible person. No, um, no. The I don't. I don't know. I I don't think I have the nerve to do it. Yeah, I don't think I'd be I don't. Good. I don't have bloodlust. I don't. I don't want to kill people. Yeah, <laughs> like you have to be. You have to have like a militaristic mindset. Like you mm-hmm. have to be very smart. I think uh-huh. very cunning. Very, but also, very, we're very quick. Yeah, but, I'm not but, quick enough. I'm a, I'm a witty, quick guy. I just don't have the bloodthirst. The the I, I think too much when I do. You have things. to be. I'm not. I'm com- too sentimental. I'm not composed on the spot. Like when I'm put like on the spot instantly, I lose my composure. I think it comes in practice. I think le- mm. I think with you know with be, be, having held many leadership positions, both professionally and personally. Um, I think in the, in the, in it gets be- you get better at that composure in those settings, mm. but like you know, those are in very controlled, yeah. you know, uh-huh. isolated situations. To succeed as a spy, you have to be exceedingly yeah, correct, right? And I think, thing. but I honestly think that that's really just comes with training and time. But I do think too, there is a certain aptitude of mm. having that mindset, and I don't know if I do. I don't. I don't. I don't have. You see it in movies and things like that, but I don't know. I'd rather use my brain for things that can make me more money and mm. not get me killed. Like, I feel like that's how I've always had a mindset of I might as well. I mean, it's sexy and cool to be a spy, but then again, you can never talk about the things you've done. Yeah. And I don't know. Just not my thing. Just not my thing. But I would like to wear a suit and go to cocktail parties and, like, you know, rub elbows with elite people and pretend I'm bigger than them and be just all like, Just go up and rub their elbows. Like, hey, okay. what's up? Hey, hey buddy, <laughs> wanna, there's a restroom over there. Hey, Donald <laughs> Trump. <laughs> mm. No, no, no. I'd just be interested in that whole lifestyle. But other than yeah. that, no. But yeah, that, that was crazy. And again, this all came out. With on Thursday, like there was so many like things that came out. Like, <laughs> <laughs> That's for sure. So many things. It was just interesting that like then there was nothing coming in, in the media, and then on Thursday, like a bunch of news stories broke. So that was another one that was a pretty big one. So I mean, there's all kinds of occupational hazards. Correct. As the Russian individual describes, there's yes. many occupational hazards for being a spy. Correct. But nowadays, there's occupational hazards for being a burger flipper too. Correct. There is. There's even occupational hazards. For being a robot burger flipper. Oh, if not. Why don't you tell tell the people about that one? So I'm a firm believer that automation is slowly and uh, approaching the uh, the workforce in mm. the world. And that within 10 to 15 years, a lot of jobs that once were given to uh, people without an education won't any longer exist. One of which I believe is going to be fast food industry. Mm. The first burger flipper robot was initiated in a California burger joint mm-hmm. Uh this week, uh, and it has said to be able to create two thousand burgers within a within a day. Uh, well, I guess because of the amount of hype, because there was an automated burger flipper in mm. the store, there was a higher surge of, of ah. need for burgers at that store. Just for the novelty, just for the novelty of seeing it. And because of that, more burgers were purchased than the machine could make, so it was turned offline mm. for after two or three days of being in commission. Uh, so I thought that was pretty interesting. I think cars are on the way of that. I think Uber has a long-term um, goal or, or vision that all these guys that are being paid are oh, yeah. uh-huh. are eventually going to be outsourced to automatic cars. Yeah, the thing cars. about Uber is it's not profitable. Well, it doesn't and it's to never be been profitable. Because they're just buying market share. They want they, the market exactly. share. They're cutting their rates to buy market share and to build up capital to make um, the driverless to cars. cars. Yeah, exactly. And then when they have the driverless cars and they don't need to pay their drivers. And they have enough ca- and marketing capital. And the market, then the market gonna, is totally yeah. locked up with them. Right. Then they're going to raise, raise their the rates, rates yeah. and they don't have to pay the drivers. And then they're going to have us all bent over. Well, bent that, over that's something. why I say there's, there, there's going to be a subscription service mm-hmm. where you will have 
uh, like a Netflix service where you're you have a almost or a cell phone plan where instead of minutes you have miles. How many miles do you have in your plan? Or the, could, do hmm. I have rollover miles? And I honestly think that's a better way of going about doing things economically in our country, at least, because you, unless you live in a city, there's no way you can get around without having a car because hmm. our public transportation system is garbage in America. And if you live in suburbia, there's no way you can get to your job without. Well, a I car. mean, even if we had a good public transportation system, the way America is. Structured, up, yeah. Geographically, no, you and, need a car. You need an automobile. Well, and, I mean, I would rather, instead of saying we need the car, I would get rid of the entire American way of living. Well, yeah, but that's not happening. Unless well, you let's make hope a, there's a terrible uh, war coming up. Well, or, who knows? Or, or perhaps a plague. Such things have occurred in the past, and it allowed us to reorganize society. I had a weird dream where they, I was saying, what would be the next world war? And, every, mm. and everyone's like, World War Three, But then someone said, no, because we're in the 21st century. It would be World War 100 and then World War 200. Was this supposed to have any significance, or was it just random dream babbling? I don't know what it was. I just, thought, I just, I just actually just thought, just thought of that. Actually, I had down. a dream last night. Actually, um, I had a dream. So I don't remember what the context was, but I was walking along somewhere. And you fell in love with him, didn't you? Yeah. Okay. And there was a snake, and the snake like jumped at me to attack me, and that like, like, what's the word? Messed with my brain so much that like I woke up and like leapt out of bed. <laughs> like, <laughs> i've been there we've all yeah, been there for like sure my brain interpreted that as such a real thing that like i woke up and like literally like leapt out of bed onto my feet. yeah maybe it's just a snake dream maybe just, had, just one of them snake this dreams. is one of them snake dreams <laughs> mm-hmm. um so yeah so i think that's going to be happening very soon uh yeah. automization of jobs that were um blue collar or requiring little to no education mm. and that's what's going to happen well, a lot of white collar jobs you can automate I mean, it's it's coming to a point where I think our generation is going to have to reinvent themselves two or three times because the way in which technology is producing like different ways of doing jobs uh, and, and automation, like whatever you went to university for may not be very applicable for at least in the modern world. Mm-hmm. Like you'll probably have to ship off and go to a place where your skills are still needed because automation hasn't hit it. But honestly, I don't think they're going to need the amount of people. In, and it's showing in the statistics that the world population is now decreasing because there's no need for the menial No, laborers. not anymore. People, I mean, in the developed world, there's been a population slowing, tending right. towards decreasing for a while now. Right, right. But at the worldwide level, no. It used to be thought that that was about to happen. That's been totally revised. We're looking at a long, about, we're looking at a big increase. I'm, th- I'm talking about six months ago. I read this. Mm, well, so. I don't know what you've been reading, buddy. Maybe it was. <laughs> whoa, whoa! Shots fired. Maybe shots it was talking fired. about in the developed world, like Europe. Tim, Japan. you've been always espousing, however, that this has been going on. The world's population is decreasing. Yeah, because it was an interesting demographic fact. And that's and what I'm saying. That was a projection for a while. That's not the projection. That's what anymore. I'm saying. Six months ago, that's what I read. I'm All not right. a demographicist. Okay. But yes, you a are. demographer. Yes, that's the word. And what was the other new one? What's what's the new word of the day, Timmy? Inculcated. You got it. You haven't been properly inculcated in the study of demography. Yes, as okay. he says, as he sips his coffee. You know, this is the band that couldn't open up a Slim Jim wrapper. This stupid. <laughs> mo- <laughs> So the thing about Timmy is, ladies and gentlemen, okay. all right, we're, we're good friends. We're good okay. friends. The good friends need to chide each other a yes, lot. Yes. Timmy may be a man that can just whip out a letter or a mm, word or whatever, mm. but when it comes to the most practical human innate features <laughs> like opening up wrappers, uh-huh. totally invalid. He is can't even true? keep dead batteries in a baggie, which, which, which required us to go all the way to another Get shopping out center. out of my drawer. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, God, Ted, what am I going to do with you? You're going to stay out of my drawer. That's what you're <laughs> going to do with me. Oh, good times. Good times in the Dave, Tim and Dave yes, show. Indeed. Uh, speaking about skeletons in a closet. Oh, um, hey. Like that segue? I did. Uh, I just read an article that they think they've actually discovered Amelia Earhart's bones. So who was Amelia Earhart again? Oh, my God. Tim, I know the name. The was... woman who flew around the damn or tried to fly, fly around the world. So she didn't even do it? I don't recall if she did it, but she was like one of the fam- famous women pilots. Amelia Earhart? I mean, I know the name, and I know it has something to do with pilotry. She, oh my god! But I don't know exactly. She was a, she what was a, she was a pioneer. She could and show she that women lost. could do something. Okay, like <laughs> good, good to know. No, like wow, women can do no, something. No, like women could do something a man could do in a man's world. Okay, like, yeah, you know, yeah, I know, you know what you mean. Feminism. Uh-huh. So, and this was profound because they found these bones in 1941. But because mm. in a way, what's the study of, of bones, Timmy? Oh, I don't know. All right, so go 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 to hell. Okay. <laughs> uh, so there you go. Enjoy that. That's a word you don't know. Um, but the, the 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 you know, analyzing bones uh, was not as keen to know of like um, scientifically uh, well rounded. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they so the scientists that were looking at them in 1941 said, "Oh, these bones in I think it was, I think it was Polynesia. It was near Hawaii. I think of an island hmm. near Hawaii or Polynesia." Uh-huh. Uh, what do you call it? Were were males? Were males bones? I see. And but now they they said that they are reanalyzing his studies and hmm. are indicating that the bones that they found were of a woman. Hmm. And other artifacts that were found there were like like a specific type of liqueur or something that she was known to carry and other things like that. So now they're speculating that these were most likely her bones, I mean, hmm. Earhart's bones. It was no one never found her her remains because she crashed in the Pacific. I see. Um, and so did her co-pilot. So it leads one to assume that she was surviving um, in on an island, hmm. and, that, oh, she, wow. and that she had not died in uh, at sea. But no one knows where the bones are anymore because they weren't cataloged properly. Oh, really? So now they're just oh, using wow. the, so they couldn't use DNA research, obviously. So now they're uh, using the old um, what do you call it the the I guess the, the measurements and things of that nature from from the from the bones uh research they had previously so Mm. i remember as a kid that my father had been playing this amelia Earhart like radio show and it was really an ominous tone to it and i got really spooked out really and i I don't know as a kid my dad always tried to expose me to some really odd new things not Uh that it's a bad thing like but you know planet of the apes i don't love Uh, you dad i love you dad however (laughs) i remember you talking i don't think that was the mind screw I needed as an eight-year-old kid mm. about the world being taken over by poorly dressed actors in ape costumes. I see. Like it was a it was a terrifying movie for me. <laughs> so this this story about Amelia Earhart also spooked the crap out of me, um, as well as the uh, Bermuda Triangle. I always thought that was really kind of spooky. The yeah. Bermuda Triangle. You know? I mean, I haven't looked into that in a long time. Like I, f- I feel like that's one of those things people don't talk about anymore. Um. I, well, I think I think too. I'd say, do you watch the National Geographic channel much anymore, or the no. History Channel? Because used You're to, right. like in the early O's, they would pump that yeah, crap yeah, yeah. out, like and that in Nostradamus. And they Nostra- were all about what Nostradamus. was up with this crap? You know what I mean? Like, but then 2012 came along, and they're like, I guess we're out of the Nostradamus. Train. I guess people. I guess the economy's getting better. People yeah. aren't thinking the world's ending. So mm-hmm. uh, let's talk about fun things like Nickelodeon cartoons mm. and things of that nature. Um, anyhow. So they found her bones. They think it's there, and I think that's interesting because uh, International Women's Day mm. was, I think, the fourth. The I have fourth. no idea. There was uh, what I what I what I thought was interesting was that there was a worldwide strike. Mm. Where five million women went on strike across the world mm. to show the world that the workforce of women are needed. And I they didn't actually notice. advocated 
They actually <laughs> advocated for men to stay at work huh. just to show that this is like a woman's movement, but hmm. not that they weren't saying don't go to work. We're not going to let you, but just to show that this was the, in solidarity. Yeah. That 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 idea that women are needing equal pay, equal hmm. rights, equal when treatment. was this? The fourth, I believe, of March. Okay. So I thought that was pretty interesting, and I think too it's it's the truth because in the end of the day, men are all like, well, the counter argument is this, and it's a very emotional counter argument, and we've hmm. talked about this to some degree before, that, well, if you give more rights to women, less rights will go to men. Well, listen, ladies and gentlemen. That's not true. Eventually, most likely, one day, you will have a wife. And most likely, one day, you will have a child. And if your wife works, and you work... Who's going to take care of that child? Well, most times it's women. Well, when women don't work in a household that's a dual income, the household itself will lose money, which means you're going to lose money in the end, and you're going to be more stressed, and the burden of working will be more on you as a man. So would you not then say, I will then – and I don't even think it would take all that much out of a man's salary or benefits or whatever. I, don't, I, think, that's, I think that's a false narrative just so that the bourgeois makes sure that they don't have to pay one sector of the economy uh, equal pay. Uh, but giving women the ability to have paid maternity leave and male paternity, paternity leave that's paid as well will be better for both the man and the woman and the family and arguably, to my opinion, the country. So I support the fact that these women went on strike and I support that women still fight for their uh, equality. And I think men should stop, get, you know, start thinking of a longitude perspective that if you have more people in your family making income and being treated equitably by the corporate American or world capitalist uh, systems, then you yourself will also prosper. It's just it's just one of those things that I've always believed in. If you give equality to some, it becomes more equal, equal or have more equity for all. So just my 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 viewpoint mm. on it. So. Okay. Well, I mean, paid parental leave. Yeah, we should for have. sure. Obviously, yes, 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 yes. That's just silly. I, I, most developed countries do do that. Mm-hmm. Like, like Finland, you know, um, Norway, you know, mm-hmm. the Holland, or excuse me, the Netherlands. Yeah, uh, it's, yeah. They, they all are taking care of their people. Denmark. Uh, Sweden, Switzerland, you know, developed countries that people would want to probably live Germany for that matter. Mm. You know, as much as they are so work oriented, those countries, uh, Germany specifically, oh, the they, take, they take care of their people. And I'm just I'm sick of this American capitalist society where they force you to work till you die. It's disgusting. It's absolutely mm. just disgusting. I think it's disgusting. Um, speaking of. But you're just a spinalist liberal, so you're not going to do anything about it. Because, baby, oh, no. I'm an anarchist. I regret it. You're a spineless liberal. You fight for Stalin. I fight mm. for freedom. Wait, what? No, that's how it goes. Uh, you fought for Stalin, and I fought for freedom. I don't, okay. That's how the song went, you know. Doesn't you believe in sense. authority. I believe in my. The, the story. The song's about anarchy. Why would a spineless liberal fight for Stalin? Because liberalism is a st- like I think the idea of what liberalism is in a connotation to what communism is in American perspective. People when think of liberals, they often they say you're such a commie liberal. All right, if you say like so. it's not. Believe me, these these semantical word definitions are just divisionary mm. poli- just divisionary no. techniques to make people not want to be around each other, so that, that there's not a consolidated voter base to take down the real issues, which is the inequity that's going on in most mm. capitalist countries. So it doesn't. You're right. What does liberal have to do with communism or Stalinism in the purest of definitions? They really don't. But they amalgamate all these different sorts of definitions so that they're all you against me policies. So. And, it's a stupid song, Timmy. It's funny. It's a funny song. All right. I didn't think it was that funny. Open up a Slim Jim. I Jesus. wish. I wish. 
Speaking of some somber, somber news. Somber news, yes. Some more, more details are being coming about about that incident. That I believe that happened in Copenhagen, where the we talked about this ages ago. I, I remember. It, yeah, I think a couple months ago. About, Refresh our listeners' memories because so I didn't remember. So there was a, um, a a person who made a submarine, and then there was this news, a female news reporter, a journalist. Uh, Kim Wall, oh, who was yeah, yeah. supposed to look into this man's, you know, invention. Well, apparently she was missing after the interview at, when she went into the submarine. Mm-hmm. Later on, they found body parts of hers scattered throughout the uh, the Copenhagen Harbor. Uh, and the fella who was responsible for this was the person who um, made the Ma- submarine. Yeah. His first story was, I don't know what happened to her. I let her go off of a pier. Hmm. Then, then obviously, that wasn't the case. He's like, all right, yeah, she died uh, due to an accident in the ship, in the, in the submarine. Okay, hmm. what was the accident? Then he eventually said, oh, the hatch fell on her head, and hmm. I tried to resuscitate her. Well, now the new story that's coming out of his mouth is, well, actually, no. She died from toxic fumes uh, from carbon monoxide poisoning within the within the uh submarine hmm so the guy's a liar yeah the guy murdered this poor person mm-hmm. and um it's just you know so is he like in custody oh yeah, yeah. He he's still he's, at large he, you know he's still he's still in custody okay. uh she, he he'll i hope he rots in jail for the rest of his life speaking of which by the way do you Ooh. hear that news story with trump saying that drug dealers yes. should be sentenced to that's death? actually something i wanted to talk sentenced about to death or life in I don't, prison. Okay, I don't know if he said that, but I know what he did. He spoke positive, positively of countries who do that, like um, That's such a sin, like the Philippines. Gross. Because we've talked about what what constitutes for a death sentence in uh-huh. America before in this podcast. Yeah, uh-huh. and uh, yeah, he he thinks the Philippines are 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 a beacon of of of, of respect of having no, well, I mean, criminals who are it gets the job done, but it's, it's not disgusting. a thing that it's should absolutely be done. Disgusting. You should not murder a man just because he's 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 he, I'm not saying that I'm not advocating for drug dealing, but it's it's just it's so it's just a false uh, it's just terrible to mm. think that. You know what I mean? Like uh-huh. he's a criminal. No questions asked. Prosecution should be made if that's necessary. But for killing a man, make taking a man's life I've always had issues with that idea. You know, mm-hmm. I, I still have issues with that idea. I, I don't really it's hard for me to really conceptualize that, you know? Um, speaking of hard things to conceptualize and death. Ooh. So I don't know if anyone's been following this Katy Perry story. I that's don't been going think on. anyone has. All right. So I've been following this because I find this really fascinating. Yeah, I bet you have. Long story short, Katy Perry wanted to buy a convent for her own personal use in California. Okay. That's and, weird. Well, she wanted to make it her own abode. They were selling oh, okay. it for like $8 million. Mm. Uh, these nuns that owned it. Uh, reneged on the deal mm. and then we're trying to have it so that this other woman would buy it who wanted to make it into a resort. Katy Perry got annoyed, rightfully so. I guess a contract was was purchased or whatever mm. and then sued the convent and the lady that was supposedly conspiring to take the convent's sale from, the, from a Katy Perry to make a resort. And it turns out that the convent and the woman who's being sued as well owes Katy Perry and the Archbishop Diocese millions of dollars now hmm. and that it was had to have been permissioned that through the archbishop of california to uh to have the sale go through and or the pope himself hmm. a lot of mumble jumble crap i don't even it's a real estate deal gone awry it really is hmm. what it comes down to but the sad thing is is that these poor women who are like 90 years old nuns are fighting for their lives here because of some crappy real estate deal so this poor woman one of the nuns that went to court for this uh-huh. this week literally 89 years old, died in court 
defending herself against Katy Perry. Mm. And she had her last final interview right before the court hearings begging Katy Perry to please stop this prosecution and that she's hurting many, many people because of it. And then this poor poor woman dies wow. on the court floor. Sounds <laughs> like, like Katy Perry... I don't. I, I don't even know. I don't even know who's the bad guy in this. It's yeah. just like this is terrible, though. Well, I mean, this is the whole reason Protestantism ever came about. It was all about seizing the monastery lands. Really? Huh. Yeah, that's what Henry the Eighth was all about. I mean, the the uh, what's it called? The the superficial idea was the divorce, but really he wanted the monastery lands. Go figure. And that's the same thing. That's why all the German princes and Scandinavian princes supported Martin Luther. They wanted all the church's land. You learned something new. So, Katy Perry, you're you're a terrible. Well, actually, I, I don't want to be quoted by saying that because I really don't know enough about it. Katy Perry, you're a terrible person. Timmy, I did it. You're outrageous. You're so, outrageous. If anyone wants, I would to love to see me. what her. You know, but it, it's funny because Katy Perry tried to prove her righteousness because they figured out what Katy Perry was all about. These nuns were. That's why they reneged on the deal. Oh, she that's went funny. to the convent, told them she has a tattoo of Christ on her back, and then wow. and then sang a hymn. And then the nuns were like, "We're still not impressed." <laughs> so I think that's pretty funny. That's pretty funny. Uh, Katy Perry, get over it. Just get over it. Just get over get it. Get over it. Let, get over let it, these girl. poor nuns. Get, this is what they've done their entire lives. Like they've lived there since the 1970s. Mm-hmm. Just, just get over it, lady. Um, but yeah, so that was the that was the huh story. I thought that, that was there. So, ladies and gentlemen, I hope you enjoyed this podcast this uh, this time around. We it had a lot more to a, talk about. We had a lot a more to talk about for sure. Quite a tussle. Especially the tussle with that Slim Jim. Uh, I'm not going to forget it anytime soon. Long live the Slim Jim. But uh, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening this week. If you want to catch us on our Facebook page, the Tim and Dave Show podcast, you can like, subscribe, and follow us there. We're also on the Tim and Dave Show podcast on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, and FM Play. You can just like and subscribe us there, make a comment, and each week we have a podcast. It goes uploaded straight to your iPhone or digital device. You can also catch us on our Patreon account if you wish to donate some small monetary funds so that we can keep on buying the batteries that Timmy keeps on getting lost inside his cupboard mm-hmm. uh jackass cupboard. what do you mean cupboard it's a cupboard okay is that, is that a drawer or a cupboard it's a drawer you're a drawer uh so you can also uh help us there uh, uh donating us some monetary funds uh each time you donate there's a specific prize allocated towards the amount of money you have and typically uh it's about giving a question out or being on the podcast etc but if you want to support our podcast one of the best ways of doing that is just word of mouth telling people around you about the podcast and uh if you like it maybe someone else you know would like it and you can spread the the wonderful word the wonderful gospel word of tim mm, and dave wow Uh, But that's it for all this week, everybody, and I hope you have a great rest of your week. This is Tim. And this is Dave. This is the Tim and Dave Show. Thank you all, and have a great rest of your week. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Don't you Mm -hmm. talk about my drawer. Is that book, The History of Mathematics? Where? Right there. This is used on it on the bottom shelf. Uh, I think it is. I read that book. It's a great book. Maybe. Maybe.